Hey there, welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. With every episode, we're embracing our multi-layered lives with faith, know-how, and grit. I'm your host, Dr. Jasmine, and I'm ready to go global with you. Let's get started. Welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. I'm Dr. Jasmine, your host, and I'm so excited that you decided to join me today. Thank you so much for listening. It has been such a great journey since starting this podcast, and I'm so excited today that I have with me one of your favorites, y'all, Miss Tiffany Renee, y'all. She is here as my co-host, and we're going to have a dynamic conversation about finding our gardens, planting, and blooming. But first, let me say that Tiffany is sponsoring this episode through the Muse and the Messenger through her car collection. She's going to tell you more about it as we talk today. So Tiffany, won't you tell the global girls, hello, hello, hello. Hey, GGs. I'm so glad to be back. Yes, GGs. Global girls. I'm coining that. So when you are sharing, reposting, posting about the Girl Go Global podcast, make sure you use hashtag Girl Go Global or Global Girls. Um, you can have that one for free, Dr. Jazz. Thank you. <laughs> but in talking about garden, um, you know, your garden and then planting and blooming uh, the muse and the messenger. We are planting and blooming new things over here. Um, the muse and the messenger really is all about duality. Uh, it is a creative cipher in my mind. It's where creativity becomes tangible. And uh, we are shifting a little bit away from the ghost writing and all writing to the product side. And so you all know about the Tiffany Renee collection, which is the collection of greeting cards, which, by the way, we have a few more cards that are coming that are dropping before the summer ends. We have a shower card that is for bridal showers, baby showers, uh, which is has become one of my favorites. Uh, and then we are we have a thank you card. And it's crazy because I thought people wanted to, you know, have thank you cards so they could write in. But when we did our focus group for the thank you card, they were like, absolutely not. You're not giving us a blank card. We buy <laughs> Tiffany Renee collection for uh, your words. So the compromise for that part was instead of my regular messages, there's a quote, a Tiffany Renee quote in it about gratitude. Uh, and there's, you know, space, blank space for you to still be able to write in it. The best of both worlds. We are um, also, ooh, we got a bearded, uh, a missing you card coming. Mm. And um, we have a engagement card. So that's going to be super dope with the card side. Uh, and then the newest thing that is blooming is our candle collection. Mm. Because again, making creativity tangible, uh, and I'm doing like all the things I love, right? I love writing, greeting. I love giving greeting cards. I love candles. If you come in my house, Dr. Jazz can tell you it's always a candle burning. And so um, I am now creating candles. Uh, each candle will come with a Tiffany Renee quote on it. Uh, and then the candles smell like the words, right? So when you think of what uh, a certain phrase smells like. Hopefully it will resonate with the scent of the candle. And I'm super excited about this. I am partnering up with, um, I don't know if you know, Dr. Jazz, Trenjo Chris. Um, I it, it's the, she sells, uh, candles and, uh, 
bath soaps and salts and scrubs and butters and things of that nature, all natural, like diffusers, things of that nature. Anyway, I am a customer of hers and I reached out to her and, you know, uh, Rochelle is the owner and I'm like, Hey, have you ever thought about becoming a distributor? Uh, one thing about the music, the messenger, uh, I love all people and embrace all people, but I want to give back to my people. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Everyone who has their hand in the pot with the music of the messenger, the companies are black owned. So like for our cards, our print shop, uh, Panther Graphics is black owned in New York. Uh, our graphic designers are black. And so I wanted the same thing for the candles. So our distributor, she's black, she's black with a black owned business and um, a woman owned black owned business so uh yes Rochelle has been so helpful and you know I'm picky so it's been a long time coming (laughs) (laughs) but y'all be careful about being picky because perfection is just another form of procrastination so anyway all that to say um the muse and the messenger we are planting and blooming and I can't wait for you all to experience all the blooms that will happen. So the candles are coming soon. They'll be in this fall before around the holiday time. So exciting. Can't wait to, you know, make my purchase of my new cards as well as check out that that candle um, collection when you drop it. Um, So I see that you have found your garden. You are planting and you are watering. And so that's what we're talking about today. I have heard and talked to so many people who ask, well, how did you get into this field? And how do you find your purpose? And how do you know you are doing what you were created to do? And so today, that's what we're talking about. We are talking about finding that place in life, finding that garden, finding the purpose that you have in order to keep planting those seeds so that every time you water it, it will grow up and bloom to manifest into everything you hoped it would be. And so when I say find your garden, plant and bloom, Tiffany, what's that mean to you? Like, we got to break that down for the global girls. And it sounds like you have found your garden. You know, the music and messenger has morphed and evolved, but it started one way and it's blooming. It's blooming into something else. It's evolving. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, so my thought, when I, when I hear you say that, the first thing that really comes to mind is like callings, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're, if we go all the way back, the music and the messenger started out from us writing. Mm-hmm. Writing is a calling. It is not a choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is mm-hmm. not a choice. Writing is a calling. It is not a choice. Is that your quotable for this episode? it could be I'm not sure yet you know how you know how we do I'll mess around and have a have a, a one-liner I don't know somewhere in here it's not it's not preloaded let's just put it okay that way. it's gonna come straight from the dome okay okay. Um, okay but writing is a calling it's not a choice and I think there are differences between doing something you want to do or something you think is a good idea and then there are things that are like callings or God ideas. Mm -hmm. They tend to, um, a lot of times take a lot out of us, but they come smoother and they're long lasting and they're prosperous and they affect more than just ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. They affect more than the person doing it. It's legit bigger than you. Mm, That's good. Okay. Um, and I believe that it's about nurturing, 
-hmm. It's about nurturing yourself and then nurturing the calling, the gift, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Part of our assignments here is to give away what has been put in you. Mm. Okay. Okay. I'm with that. Part of our assignment is to give away what's been put into you. So there, I mean, I think there's a book called like Dying Empty. Okay. It Uh, it should be. Yeah. There (laughs) is a book. I think I've read it. I think it's like a yellow cover or anyway, it's like called Dying Empty. And what it talks about is giving our payment back to the creator is to give away the very thing that we were blessed with or that we were skilled with, gifted with and share it. Like Mm -hmm. when people are super talented or super gifted, it is not theirs to hold to themselves. You don't get great God ideas, grand ideas, and you're supposed to hold it to yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, no, that just doesn't sit well. You're supposed to share it with others. You're supposed to give it away. Um, And I think that is what it's all about when we're talking about our garden and planting and blooming. And I don't think it's something that we initially chase. Mm. I think it's something that finds us. It's like purpose, right? Yeah, that's okay. It it finds us um, by any means necessary through other people, through circumstances, experiences, your calling, your gifting, your purpose finds you. And then it's up to you to do something with it. Uh, I used to say this back in the day. I say it sometimes now. Who are you that God and the universe will conspire to grant you this moment? Hmm. And what will you do with it? Will you seize it? Will you claim it? Will you say that it's yours? What will you do with these opportunities, right? Because mm. opportunities have time, time stamps on them. I believe that. And expiration dates. Mm-hmm. And if you don't take the opportunity, you may it may come around for you again, but eventually it, it will stop coming for you and then someone else will grab it and take it. And you'll be looking like, I knew I should have done this or mm-hmm. I, I was supposed to do this, but I, you know, you know, dragging your feet, procrastination, did obey, uh, what is it? Delayed obedience is still disobedience. For sure. Okay. So I just think it's about that. Um, it comes with, you know, whatever you're, you're, you're planting and waiting to bloom comes with that virtue patience. That's when I had to learn. I'm still learning. It's really hard for me. <laughs> I'm being all, I'm all the way that. honest. It's being, you know, because because blooms don't happen overnight, right? But when mm-hmm. they do, baby, when they do happen, it's like aha moments, perpetual aha moments. So I think I think that's what it's about. And let's be let's be clear. Uh, those who plant recognize those who plant. Mm. I see you, girl. I see you. Oh, I, there's a quote by someone I like to quote often. I've quoted in some research, um, a gentleman by the name of Greg Lavoie. He says, callings lead us into the world to test our bright swords in real combat, to teach, save lives, change minds, educate, and minister. I love that quote because it's true. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, lead lead us into 
the world in real combat, like really testing out what that is with, within our hearts to do. And as we test it out, we're teaching, we're saving someone, we're changing someone's mind, we're educating, and sometimes we're ministering, y'all. That's good. I love that quote. And I have read his book. And if you haven't picked up this book, I, I do um, like, like his book. It's actually called Callings, actually. And so when I think about myself and finding my garden, one of my gardens is writing that I have watered. When I was in middle school, I said I wanted to be an English professor and everything that I did was in service of that goal, that goal, I should say. And so because of that, I, I feel like my calling, as you just st stated, found me. It found me. I was born with it. It was something almost innate that I, you know, my mom started to nurture for me. She recognized it. That's so important. Like if you have a kid, child um or some one of influence of in your life that you are influencing I should say I would say you know water this help help those children out there help our youth water those seeds because that book you give them that encouragement that you can do it that attaboy can help them find themselves in purpose later in life I truly believe that but as I was saying like when my mom started to like encourage me to write poetry and to encourage me to read during my summer breaks when I wanted to watch television or hang out outside riding my bike or whatever, that was me being watered through my mom. And as such, you know, here I am today, uh, pretty well-read, lo loving to write, really being sought after to write and do things. And so I found that because of me watering that garden in school and continuing to pursue that passion and all of those things it has opened up many doors led me to do some pretty dope things led me to meet you actually and led me to um just have some great opportunities in my career so but now I feel that it's being elevated like it's going to the next level like I've watered that garden at a point where it's like now it's time to scale it and I don't know if I, I'm explaining that the way I feel it <laughs> as the preachers say but um I believe that what once was just a pipe dream a small moment in time is being scaled in so many different ways and so many different avenues and leading me to a path that I think that was always meant for me you know, here I am on this podcast, here I am writing for people, here I am about to embark on some great business deals because of the skill that I have been able to cultivate over time. So you said something and, and I, I don't know, the thought dropped into my mind. Owning your calling, claiming your calling is the mm. bravest thing you will ever do. Oh my, there it is. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> that's there it, it is. Owning, Say that one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Owning your calling is the bravest thing you will ever do. Why is that, Tiffany? Well, because most of the time we have no idea will where our calling will take us. Mm, okay. That's true. 
at a Dr. Sushi. Oh, the places you'll go. Mm. (laughs) So you, it's the bravest thing you could ever do because it has this element of unknown, unknown, the unknown. And what I have learned, especially over the last few years is if you are open to the unknown, it will be kind to you. Mm. Again, it goes back to, and I think I, we talked about this before, that force and flow. Hmm. That struggle is unnecessary. Struggling just means that you're going against the flow. Uh-huh. So you are open to the unknown, meaning you're mm-hmm. not trying to force anything, hold on to anything, you know, strong arm anything. Then you will flow into what's next. Mm, that's good. Okay. And so the call, it's the bravest thing because it's this element of, of the unknown. And then it's this element of, OMG, the impossible may be possible, Mm -hmm. right? So you don't ever know how big it's really going to be until you're in the middle of it, right? Mm -hmm. Until you're in the middle of the big. And so it's, it's so, it's so unnerving and exhilarating and exciting and all those things at one time, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And so I think about it, uh, it makes me think of the muse and the messenger and that whole duality of it all. Like I always used to say the muse doesn't come without being called. Mm. Okay. It's the same thing here. And muse is just, when I think of muse, I think of a source of inspiration. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the muse doesn't come without being called. So in our endeavors, we serve as a muse. Amused sure. to other women, amused to fellow writers, to creators, to the creative. You know, we serve as a source of inspiration. Maybe by hearing us or reading something we've we've written, that someone is inspired to write their own things, or someone else is inspired to speak up and to use their voice, even if it's the shaky voice. You know, you say <laughs> it. You say it. You say it even if it's shaking, you know, with the shaky voice. Uh, There's been a lot of days I've said things with a shaky voice. And then there's the messenger, someone who delivers a message. And that's where the muse and the messenger came from. And then that we're talking about it. I'm like, oh, wow, this is all a part, a pivotal part of the calling Mm -hmm. to assign those roles. You know what I mean? And to and to play those roles for other people. Yeah. Right. I seek to move and be moved in all that I do. Right. Right. So I have to think about it. So I have to think about it. You're a planter. I'm a planter. We see each other. We recognize other planters, Mm -hmm. We recognize other people who have gardens, even if we don't know what they planted in their garden. And even if nothing has bloomed in their garden, we recognize them. And there's something special. And I read this years ago. There's something special about those who plant. Mm. Those who plant, they are built to endure and they endure storms and all of the many things that come with the changing of the seasons and things of that nature. And they rarely rest. Think about your calling. Think about the level of rest that you get. Yeah, we both sitting here tired today, but we're still doing it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They rarely rest because a garden never stops growing. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so while it may require our attention all of the time, 
it also rewards us because it allows us to bring forth life and creativity and to manufacture peace. Think about when you go into a garden, there's a certain level of peace that's there, right? So we get to manufacture this peace and be a part of something that's honestly magical when you think about it. We're creating things. It's magical. Like, you know, a lot of people always say, oh, you know, the black race, the culture is magical. We are, we are, we're magical and we're real Mm, at the same time, (laughs) at the same time. And so there is power and perspective in operating in your calling. Yeah. power. And we need both of those things. We need power and we need perspective. Power so much as in the authority, right? The authority to do what we're doing. You know, feeling comfortable saying, this is what I'm going to do. This is who I am. And not allowing someone to take that from you or tell you that you're not good enough to be it or do it. For sure. Like- now, I know there, like I said earlier, there are so many people who don't know what they should be planting. They don't know what they should be doing. You know, how did you first know you were supposed to, I guess, become a writer or seek that path? You know, you started, you said um, you went to school for psychology and different things, but you've evolved. And I know all of that works together, you know, for what you do. But what was that first awakening? When were you awakened to the consciousness that this is the lane that I need to be in? When someone else said it to me, Hmm. unfortunately, right? So so I use, I've always been creative, right? But I use creativity as a coping skill. So my writing at first, which started was out with poetry was a coping skill. So something went on in my life and things of that nature, I wrote about it. Okay. Okay. And then I got brave enough to recite it in front of people and do spoken word and things of that nature. And then I realized from someone coming and giving me feedback from me sharing saying, oh my gosh, people need your words. The world needs your words. And I'm thinking Mm. like, oh, really? I just wrote this because I was feeling, I was in my feelings, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was in my feelings or it, I experienced this beautiful moment and, you know, I think a lot of times your call and your purpose shows up and it serves you first hmm. before you get to serve it to others. Oh, that's good right? It serves you first. So because writing was serving me, it was giving me an outlet, right? Uh, Tiffany Renee, the writer, my hope was to find a muse, right? Mm. My hope was to find the inspiration to keep going or to let something go or to be, you know, happy or be at peace or to enjoy the moment I was in. But Tiffany Renee, the human, my desire is to now only be the muse Mm. to inspire other people, to push people, to encourage people. Maybe my words, you know, words are powerful things, right? Mm -hmm. And they have the ability to give life and they have the ability to take it away. Mm. They build and they can destroy as well. 
it's that duality again. I don't know why that's in my spirit today, but duality. Um, it's the duality of it. It's very powerful. And it all is determined by whose hands it's in, right? So am I choosing to do good with it? Or am I choosing to operate in a you know selfish manner or a um, not so good manner with it? Um, so, you know, what's the opposite? But I think that's what it is. Your calling, your purpose will somehow serve you before you are able to serve it to others. I don't think that I recognized. I always wanted to be a teacher. That was my thing. I wanted to be teach the college level. I did that many years. But I don't know that I recognized my true skill level, even though I was teaching people, teaching students composition and teaching the research paper format and all of that as a professor, I don't know that I recognized my true skill level, like you say, until people say, oh, can you read this for me? Can you edit this for me? Can you become a speech writer? Can you write this? Can speech? you write these speeches? Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know that I recognized it as that I'm as good as I am. I'm just gotta say. I mean, I, I can't. It's no other way. But I didn't recognize it <laughs> until other people started to come to me as the expert, like you say. I think that's the difference between being called to doing something and wanting to do something. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like I always. In certain arenas, I'm a little wary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a little wary about people who like, who pick me, choose me. I want to do that. That's me. That's me. To do something, especially if it's something sacred, um, as opposed to those people where it's like, they genuinely have this, this gift, this skill. They authentically just, and they're just authentically giving it away or or obliging people by helping them. They have no idea the magnitude or the level of their power in association with whatever it is that they're doing. Those people, those people are called in my mind. Now, this is mm. my, my, my opinion. You know, other people may differ from me. I'm just saying, Tiffany, Renee, I feel like those people whose first realization like oh maybe I could do this was someone else and some or someone else something else telling them like oh you're good at this oh or coming to them it's unfortunate that that's the way it goes down but those people are called to me because they don't realize it they don't realize like oh I'm supposed to now years later they've been doing it for 50 20 10 years or Mm -hmm. whatever of course you know by now but for sure you know that first if you, if you, I'm pretty sure if you ask some people who are in an arena where you think that they were called and you ask them, how did you know you were supposed to do this? I'm pretty sure the majority of them say, oh, someone else said, or people started just gravitating towards me mm-hmm. or, you know, it's that authenticity of, about it. Yeah. It's yeah. authentic and it, and it has no ulterior motives. Like we didn't start writing to make money. No. Someone asked us to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Someone sought us out and asked us to do it because they heard or saw that we were good at it. Yeah. 
And so we, we've developed since then we've started to own it. Right. Mm-hmm. When God puts the universe on assignment and offers you the, this opportunity, what will you do with it? Yeah. Will you claim it? Will you say it's yours? Will you seize the moment? What will you do with it? Will you stand there and own it? Or will you be ready? Have you watered that enough to be ready to step into it? Yeah, most of us, you know, we like, we see, we, most of, some of us even will pick the bloom up and snatch it up thinking it's a weed. Ah. You know, thinking it's a hindrance or thinking that's not what we're supposed to do because we had a plan in our mind already. Mm-hmm. You know, we had an idea. We had painted a picture already. Listen, us in these painting these pictures, yeah, be careful. we got to let it go. We got to let it go. You got to be careful with that. And so I think that's, in my mind, that's what makes someone wanting to do something and someone called to do something, someone purposed to do it and someone who desires to do it. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you desiring to do it. Hey, go for it. But those who are called to do it, they can't get away from it. Even if they try that it shows up in different ways. <laughs> like before we were writing speeches, right? Now so, now I'm writing writing greeting cards. What? Wait, that's not even what I went to school and paid all that. Well, I was on a scholarship. But, you know, <laughs> my, my graduate degree paid all that money for, you know what I mean? Right. Um, that's not what we did. You, you started thinking like, oh, I'm teaching in schools. And now you're teaching executives how to write and how to present their information in an acceptable you know way you know like when you think about it it's like oh oh I thought I was just supposed to be in this little box right here Mm -hmm. someone opened up the sides and unhinged it and realized you realize like oh there's so much more that I could touch with this yeah that's good so I get the, you know, I'm at the stage now where I'm continuing to expand. How shall I say my garden? I'm continuing to expand. I'm seeking the Lord even now as I'm speaking about what's next. What am I evolving into? What is, what's what, the question for me is just what's next? Because I'm looking, I'm itching for the creative. I'm itching for the creator to drop in my spirit what's next and but I do know I gotta pace myself I'm looking forward to some new and exciting things here in the next year but um I am grateful for learning early on uh what I feel like my part of my purpose is though it has evolved I'm grateful for understanding what my calling was a small piece of it because I believe that in life we have so many callings right we have a purpose in life but each there's a a piece that you play you know there's another another piece of the puzzle that starts to form as you begin to learn and understand who you are and who you are becoming right so I'm just excited. I'm excited that um, I've come to this place where I'm able to own, as you say, what I felt like I've been called to do. And I'm hoping that those out there listening will be able to find some nugget in what we've just shared about how we 
we're able to step into our calling and step into our purpose because that's really one of the purposes of the Girl Go Global community and podcast is to help people embrace their multi-layered lives. And today's chit-chat is really just about how do you understand your purpose? If you're seeking to understand yourself in a new and different way, perhaps that thing you're putting on the back burner really is that thing that you should be pursuing. Or perhaps that thing that you have at the forefront really shouldn't be at your forefront. You should be cultivating someone else. So we really need to be intentional and prayerful about what we should be watering because I I don't know about you, I ain't got no time to waste, yeah. No time to waste. And you said something good, Jazz, uh, when you um, talked about like, I, you know, I'm sitting here in this moment and, you know, trying to see what's next, what's next. I think there is, you know, a time within this in, in keeping with this garden concept where we are just called to toil the ground, mm. right? We're just called to toil the ground um, and how we toil the ground matters, right? Mm -hmm. Are we singing a song as we toil the ground just so, you know, others can hear it, the joy that we have, that we are grateful for the moment we are in, currently in, or um, do we need to gently prune the pieces of ourselves where growth is needed, right? Mm. Okay, so pruning is a big part of, I don't know if anyone's raised any plants, um, I'm a plant mom <laughs> and I love live greenery in my house. It's all throughout my house. Um, but your sometimes your plants start turning yellow and the leaves start turning left and you're like, oh my goodness, what am I doing wrong? And it just needs to be pruned, right? It just needs to, you need to cut off the yellow pieces so that you can, the new blooms can actually come. And so in that time where, you know, if you're out there and you're listening and you're in this place where you're like, all I'm doing is working on this one part, working, continue to work it, but change your perspective and reframe your attitude while you're working it, right? Reframe it. Don't look at it as like, oh, I just got to do this. All I'm doing is this. I keep having to do this. Reframe it and say, okay, I'm doing this because this is building muscle in that area. Or I am doing this because it's perfecting a craft uh, because I'm going to need a new level of this craftsmanship, you know, when we, where we go next. Um, So just remember, although, you know, we all talking about the blooms and everybody wants to talk about the blooms, but there are grounds that need to be toiled. There are pieces of us that need to be pruned. Uh, There are places that need to be reseeded. Um, You do have to put in the work and pull up the weeds Mm. and you got to do sometimes with your own bare hands, just so you can understand and others can understand what it means and how much it means for that, that thing that you are nurturing to flourish. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And I'll say, to add to that, we got to understand that we there are ebbs and flows of, in life and we have to go through, generally in most places in the world, there are four seasons. Um, even if it's colder in one area than the other, there's still a cooler season. And then there's the summer season and there's the, the, the warmer climate time, the time frame. So I do think I'm in this season where my season is shifting. That doesn't change the calling, right? That doesn't change the purpose that I have. But 
the season is shifting and I can feel like this shift in my season. And so I'm really just trying to figure out like, hey, God, hey, knock, knock, knock. Um, What's next? as it relates to this calling, but where are you taking me? Because I know I got this gift. I got this calling. I got this purpose, but I feel like there's something else on the verge, like spring is coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah. It's a season for everything, right? Mm-hmm. Is a season to sow, is a se- season to reap the harvest. So you got to just, you have to be open and you have to be open and sometimes even quiet enough to recognize the season you're in. Yeah. It's so a great rec- thing when you recognize it though. Oh, ain't that the truth? Because but it's a good lesson, or bad season. It's a good thing. It's good when you recognize because you know how to move. Exactly. You know which way to move, how to move. And, you know, I think that that quote you said earlier about warring, you know, which weapon to pick. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. To protect, protect what's yours. Um, you know, you know when you need to um what you need to feed the gift, what, how do you need to nourish it? You know, it, it's so much that goes into it. And so it's not just about the blooms, although we would like to focus on the blooms, right? Uh, there's a lot of uh, work. I mean, you put your back into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you put your back into it when you're doing it, you know, but even during those times, what I have learned um, is I still have to find some sort of gratitude, some gratefulness in my heart, regardless of the season that I'm in, because there are people who don't even know what they're called to do. And I yeah. do. So if that means that while I'm toiling the lands, I need, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to have a, a cheerful spirit about it, or at least try to, you know, I'm going to be frolicking in my garden peacefully, hap- happily, full, you know, with all the positive, big energy, right? All mm-hmm. the big energy, because that's what I want to bring forth to my garden. That's what I want to see in the blooms, right? I'm not going to sit there and complain like, oh, this is hard. My back hurts. My We didn't say it was going to be easy. We said it was going to be worth it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no one told you this was going to be easy peasy. Someone probably told you it was worth it, but I don't think they told you it was going to all be easy. Um, and you just have to, you know, know. And one of those things is you have to be sure of it, right? You have to be sure of it, right? I'm a dreamer, so I'm I usually dream it. Um, but you have to hear it, right? The divine has to declare it. It has to be written in, you know, in destiny's book. So no one can ever deny that that synergy that is there and is authentic. Um, that that's where you're supposed to be. And when other people can't understand it or see it or recognize it, you still have to stand 10 toes down and that's what it is. You know mm, what I mean? For sure. You still have to 100% be like, no, this is what has happened. You know how many, you know how many great things would not have happened if people let other people talk them out of doing what they, what they felt they were supposed to do? Um, one of the biggest, I think one of the biggest examples is Taraji P. Henson. Mm. She like had like $700 in her account. And she was like, and people were telling her, are you crazy? You a single mom? What about your baby? 
if she would have let them people talk her out because they were scared, because they had never done it, that's when usually people tell you not to do things when they're either afraid of doing it or they don't think that they're, they themselves are capable of doing it. And so you can't let those people, those people are family and all can be weeds sometimes. Yeah. And so you have to recognize that. I don't know. I think, I think it's because So much goes into this. Like this is, this was a bigger topic than what <laughs> we walked into thinking it was um, your garden and planting and blooming. So if and- somebody said, Hey, Tiffany, Hey, Miss Tiffany Renee, give me one strategy to help me find my garden. Where should I be watering? What would you say? Where should yeah. I be planting? Where should I be planting my seeds? If you had to tell, give one person a bit of advice about what they should be doing to cultivate their garden, what would you say? Um, If they don't know what they're supposed to be planting, I would say, get still, get quiet. Mm -hmm. If, If you don't know, if you're not sure about it, get still, get quiet. I promise you, the quieter you are, the better you can hear. Yeah. That's a fact. And I know it because I've lived it. Um, so if they don't know, that's what I would tell them. If they do know, if they do know, I would say, remember, you are now a planter and those who plant endure storms and seasons mm-hmm. and you rarely rest, but that's okay because your garden won't stop growing if you keep going. Oh my. I think I'd have to say, look around. Mm. Look around your environment, your your home, <laughs> your job. What are you best skilled at? What do you have in your hands? Because it's in your hands, right? What do you have in your hands that can be used to, as I stated earlier, to teach? save lives, change minds, educate, or minister. For us, it might be writing. For us, it might be some form of communication. Um, and it might be some form of hospitality. Whatever it is that you have in your hands that's going to help you test your bright sword, as Mr. Greg Lavoie says, do that. That's and good. as you do it, right, as you do it, Tiffany said earlier, people will start to recognize, say, hey, um, you're really good at that. So I say, look around. And I just want to echo the sentiments when you say you'll have ebbs and flows in life. And at every season, there's something, there's a lesson to be learned. And in every season, if you learn that lesson and you pass that season's test, right? If you get through that season, you will come out better for it. Having a new skill and that adds value to what you are planting, right? If we think about the winter, you when you plant your seeds in the summer months, in the spring, the, the summer months to for for your harvest and you're planting for your next harvest the next year right underground when you're buried <laughs> you, you are still growing 
is just covered up by the snow. It's just covered up by the cold weather, that hard ground. But then when that season changes and that those buds, those grains start to crack the ground and open up the ground and start to grow, all that themselves. work you did, right? All that suffering that took place, all those challenges, all those those challenges that you faced would have become all worth it when you look around, as I stated, and you see what's now harvested. That's really good. It reminds me of your soul print. I think Mm. that that what you are called to has always been there. So if you look back, you will have seen glimpse of it, right? Uh, Mark Batterson wrote a book called Soul Print and it tells you Mm. like how every part and stage of your life led you to the next one. Yeah. And so if you take a second to look retrospectively, you will see that which you were called throughout your life. I can mm. remember being a teenager writing poetry. I can, you were a middle schooler saying you wanted to be a teacher. And yeah. now teacher translate to, translates to consultant. That's, right. the, that's all that is in my mind. Right. Okay. <laughs> and so you think about it, just look back. You're right. Look around and look back. This is the only time I'm telling you to look back. Seriously. <laughs> okay. All right. Look back because your soul print will reveal to you because your calling, your calling has always been there. Now, whether or not you, you saw it all the time, that's something totally different. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. This has been good. Oh my, oh my. We might have to have a part two of this. We might have to have part two. <laughs> <laughs> um, you before know, we hop off, right? You want to say something? I was thinking like this is a good segue into something else we were to talk about, which was the recipe for success. So maybe that'd be the part two. Yeah, you just hold tight. <laughs> we got another episode coming. <laughs> but first, this has been the Girl Go Global Community and podcast where faith and works are empowered. I've been talking to my co-host today, Miss Tiffany Renee. She is the owner of The Muse and The Messenger. And if you have not visited that website to grab your greeting cards, I suggest you do so. No, I'm serious. Get there now. Thank you. (laughs) But today we have been talking about finding your garden, planting and blooming, finding that calling, cultivating it and watering it until it manifests into that thing that it was always meant to be. So around here at the Girl Go Global Community and Podcast, we are around here embracing our multi-layered lives with faith, know-how and grit. And I am sure you're excited that Miss Tiffany has joined me today. But as you know, this conversation is so good, but we can't stay on here all night. So be sure to tune in the next time because we have more content coming. She will be back, y'all. This conversation has been good. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the Girl Go Global Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining. Yep.